0: Welcome to the Christian Nerd podcast. Godcast, my name is Scott Higa, I am the Christian Nerd, and along with me, as always, at least for the second time, or third time if you count the time we just started talking <laughs> and I didn't record... <laughs> It's the Nerd of God <laughs> from the Nerd Podcast, Tony T. What's up, Tony?
1: Hello, Scott Higa. We don't talk about the swings and misses of life, man. Oh, we, I, we live I'm under an umbrella pulling, of grace. I'm all
0: about pulling back that curtain. So, yeah. pulling back that curtain, it's early on a Saturday morning for me. It's not as early for Tony. So, if you hear me a little less energized or doing this, Ah, the soothing sound of hot coffee being sipped. That's me drinking my coffee. It's a little (laughs) lukewarm now. And I probably should have had more coffee because we recorded a conversation for about five minutes until I realized that I wasn't recording. And it probably wouldn't do that well. I did that once with Ron. We'd done an entire show almost. And I realized that I hadn't hit record on the recorder.
1: And people don't realize that was five minutes of podcasting brilliance. It was.
0: We'll try to recreate it, but I don't know if it's if it's going to happen. We were talking so, about the DCU. So this won't be the
1: greatest podcast in the world, but it, it will be a tribute.
0: Yeah, it will be a tribute to those five minutes that, well, you have them recorded, so we could hear, but you only have your part. You don't have my part.
1: Well, to be fair, that was the more brilliant part. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, I don't even know how we got started talking about Aquaman or Jason Momoa or the DCEU.
1: And why Marvel is better. And it, and it shouldn't be better, but it's better. Oh. I've, always, did,
0: I've, I've never read DC Comics, so I, I don't have any affinity for DC at all
1: as a kid, I read everything because I didn't really care that there was a Marvel or a DC or one or the other. In fact, I wanted those characters to be able to cross over and exist with each other. I didn't feel like they should have been separated. When they did that uh, Amalgam Comics in the 90s, I was excited about seeing Mm -hmm. Superman fight against the Hulk or Captain America against Batman. I thought that was kind of cool because I always played with the action figures together. I didn't discriminate, but uh, as they've made these two cinematic universes, there's definitely a front-run or Marvel did it the right way. And when you watch the travesty that is Justice League and it, it shouldn't have been that bad and there's little little moments that are good and, and you say, oh, that wasn't that bad. I don't know. It's- That's always a ringing endorsement when your endorsement is, well, it's not that bad. Yeah, it's kind of like it's kind of like saying uh, oh this um like uh, uh, something embarrassing happened like somebody pulled my pants down when I was at school and took a picture and posted it on the internet but at least my hair looks good. You know it's like <laughs> one of those like you're look just looking for shreds man like you know.
0: Think if you used it's not that bad to describe other situations and you're like <laughs> how is your marriage going? <laughs> it's not
1: it's that not bad. bad. <laughs> It's not that bad. How, how's Christian doing, Tony? <laughs> He's not that bad. Not how's true. your relationship with, with Jesus, Scott? It's not that bad. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Praise him.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. So, we had a great conversation about the DCEU and Marvel. So, you, you talk about how, you know, when you were a kid, you didn't mix those things. Or you did mix those things, Marvel. I did, and DC. man.
1: I used to use my Secret Wars and my Superpowers figures. We'd put them all together. I, I, well, why not?
0: Well, now that's one of my biggest pet peeves is when people... I drive around, and somebody has a bunch of stickers on their car, and it's a bunch of Marvel stickers mixed in with a bunch of DC stickers. It, it just drives me it drives me bonkers. That's when my nerd rage gets going. I went to my nephew's fifth birthday party. He's great. He wanted a superhero party, and it was all the superheroes mixed together, Spider-Man, Captain America, Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, Hulk, and it, it made my skin crawl. And my wife, she saw. She knew that that's something that upsets me, <laughs> but I didn't bring it up to my sister-in-law or brother-in-law because I am a jerk, but I didn't want them to know how much of a jerk I am.
1: Excuse me. Those don't go together. exactly are separated. If Claire
0: ever has a superhero party, it will, well, there won't even be any DC heroes. Why would we have them there? Why so, would we have them? It'll just now, be a bunch of Halla stars and Captain America shields.
1: I appreciate crossovers and I'm not a pro- I don't have a problem with with this mixing with that. I'll, I'll give you an example. The game Smash Brothers, I just got it from my son for Christmas. Mm. I love the concept of Smash Brothers even though it's ridiculous and doesn't make much sense that all these Nintendo characters from all these different universes and time periods could still come together and smash each other. I think that's kind of a cool concept. I like the idea of kind of mixing this and that, but one of the problems I always had, especially when using action figures, was that they were never quite to the same scale. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I was a big wrestling fan in the late 90s. I think a lot of people were. And I always wanted to take my WCW toys and my WWF toys and make them fight with each other, but they were never to the same scale and it was frustrating to me because why not? I wanted to see Sting fight against Triple H, although years later Later, when Sting did fight against Triple H, I realized that wasn't something I actually did need to see, but you know, you couldn't do it because the toys didn't quite line up.
0: I always had that problem when I was trying to have He Man go out with Barbie, and Barbie's 12 <laughs> feet tall, and He Man's kind of a dwarf, and so they, they'd be going out, but He Man's face would be right at you know, Barbie's ampleness, and that was a little awkward for side girls. The power
1: Scott. of Grayskull! Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Now, now Disney actually did a cool thing which uh, recently, which th- this is one of the cool byproducts of them owning everything. They put out an a-, a line of action figures in their Disney retail stores, which is, I think it's called the Disney Toy Box, and it's got Star Wars figures and Marvel figures and Pixar figures and classic Disney ter- toys, and they're all to the same scale. Like, they're oh. all interactive with each other, which is pretty cool if you ever want to have like a Han Solo, Chewbacca, Iron Man, Captain America crossover. So is Mike
0: Wazowski all tiny compared to Han Solo and...
1: Yeah, they're all basically to scale nice. with each other, which is kind of cool. So yeah, you can have Kylo Ren fighting against Darth Vader, fighting against Ant-Man fighting against uh, Big Hero 6, and it, it's kind of neat. That is neat.
0: So, little, little oh, I know how we got on the conversation. We were talking about how this was a crossover and how people enjoyed the lot the first episode we did of this. And oh, then yeah, you that's brought right. in Batman versus Superman. And then we, we devolved from there.
1: So you were talking about how good the thing that we did was, and you jinxed it all and messed it all up. That's, That's what happened. That is that is what happened. Look how great we are, everybody. Uh, I'm so haughty, great at a podcasting that I didn't
0: even hit record.
1: A haughty spirit
0: uh speaking of christmas and getting your son super smash brothers how was your week tony how's your christmas week
1: well uh, the the wind up was good you know we had all the things when you're in church ministry vocational ministry a lot of the christmas yep. season is busy so once we crossed the threshold of the 23rd once that service was over the busyness of the season kind of lapsed for did me did you so have
0: christmas eve services on monday we didn't
1: normally we do but and just this because year sunday was so close to it Yeah, and I kind of don't know why we didn't, because my pastor's really big on the Christmas Eve thing. We didn't Mm. do it two years ago, because I think Christmas Eve was Sunday, and then last year, Christmas Day was Sunday, or or vice versa. So we didn't do it those two years, and then this year, for some reason, we didn't do it again, which was weird. So once the 23rd was done, I actually had kind of like two unbridled days to celebrate Christmas without any to-do lists hanging over my head, which was kind of nice.
0: Nice. And then you got sick.
1: And then, <laughs> and then Christmas night, we went out um, and we took Lismari and, and uh, our friend Sonny and then Lismari's sister. We took them out to this town called Celebration to see Christmas lights. Now, Celebration is a, it's kind of like uh, – Lismari described it as the town from the Gilmore Girls. It's sort of like a little Mayberry Stars hometown. Stars Exactly, thank you. And she uh and it's but it's owned by Disney. Like Disney developed this little town. <laughs> it's a true story. Sounds uh, like the Stepford very,
0: wives more than stars. It, Hollow. Okay, that was
1: the way exactly I was gonna describe it to you. It's like Stepford, and they have their little their little town area, their little downtown walkthrough area, and it's really cute, really nice. They do fake snow every night. There's a little tiny train that, that goes to the town and horse-drawn carriages and stuff, but um there's a street called Jeter Bend. Uh and this street has been recognized on tv they're like one of the top ones in the in the nation for having christmas lights and the whole street is lit up and all the lights are synced to this video and music and sound display and they have and these like are real water people who
0: live in this fake disney town
1: these are well the, the town is real it's just it was developed by disney but yeah they're okay. real people and and they're they're super pro-grade lights and I've been talking multiple houses, yeah. but all of their lights sync up with each other i'm going to send you a video of it. It's pretty amazing but they they have like fire effects and uh, water fountain effects and and there's like a, a, a fake snow machines that pump snow out on the street and they have like a bubble machine that pumps out bubbles filled with smoke like it's really cool. So we went down there to take Gleesmati's sister to see it, and she was just in awe, and it was great. And then I got home, and I stayed up all night puking my guts out. Oh, that's the worst. The the gift that keeps on giving, Clark. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you feeling better
0: now? Did you make it through somehow? I did. I powered through. through. How many days were you down? Just one. Oh, okay. So just the day after Christmas? So you didn't get to go to Target and buy all the leftover candy?
1: No, but uh, the the target does the thing where like the first day it's only thirty percent off. So you got to bide your time, man. You got to go back like like five days later. That's when you get it. That's like today. Today's the day we should go to. I know. So can we hurry this up?
0: My target's not open for (laughs) another hour. So I got. Oh man,
1: I got plenty of time. Well, I'm
0: sorry you were sick.
1: Uh, Other than that,
0: how was Christmas with your your family?
1: It was good, man. We enjoy family time. My sister had a big thing over at her house, and we went over and and she cooked some food, and it was it was nice, you know, to watch the kids play and have fun. We we loved it. It was good. Nice. How about you guys?
0: It was it was good. It was a little hectic on Christmas morning. I shared this on my show on Friday, but we got Clara a big girl bed, her first big girl bed. Aw, nice. And so on Christmas Eve, I was frantically putting that together while watching Love Actually. And then it basically took the entire movie. Then at eleven thirty, I realized I still had a bunch of presents for Alicia Raph. so I started watching Star Trek Generations, and it was up till about two o'clock in the morning on Christmas Eve.
1: Why then, Generations uh, of all things? Because
0: somebody I follow on Twitter like did a. She just had a baby. So she's at home with her baby, and she did a watch through of the gener- of the Next Generation cast. Okay. And So she started with Generations. So I'm like I'll start with
1: Generations. Okay. So I I mean, that makes sense. I didn't watch it As for a while. Th- as a starting point, it makes sense. It's yeah. it's not the best of no, the next-gen If I was going to watch I'd watch First Contact.
0: First, first Contact, Contact because
1: good God, First Contact is it's great. It's such a good movie. It's so, so good.
0: So on Christmas morning, we woke up at 7 after I'd slept for five hours and you know had Clara walk out. We filmed a video of her seeing her bed for the first time, and she was very excited about that. And then my family is coming over at 8.30, so... Between 7 and 8.30, we had to open our stocking gifts. I had to take apart Clara's crib so we could yes. get her new bed into her room. So I'm pretty, like, getting the Allen wrench and taking apart her crib and trying to maneuver her new bed into her bedroom and trying to get the table set up for, you know, all nine of us that were going to be here for Christmas or ten of us that were going to be here for Christmas and trying to get the griddle going to make Swedish pancakes. So it was a little hectic on Christmas morning.
1: Wait, let me jump in right there. To make what? Swedish, Swedish pancakes? pancakes? Yeah. What's a Swedish pancake?
0: It's It's kind of like a crepe. It's a little bit – it's thinner than a regular pancake. It's a little thicker than a crepe. They're delicious. They're okay, full I mean, of it sounds su- great. They're full of sugar and butter. Yeah. So I'm, I'm on board. Can't, you can't really go wrong with that. Yeah. And then I mean, that right. night we went to my in-laws and hung out there. And and our, our our church office actually closed the whole week after Christmas, so I've been home since then just uh, yeah. hanging out with family and friends. And, and so it's been really, really good. I'm, I'm a little worried about the amount of work I'm going to have to try to squeeze into – two or three days next week yeah but until you know that's something to worry about in 2019 i've got that's i've got right. three days left of 2018 to just ah it's fine ride it out
1: man that sermon
0: will write itself that stage will design itself that video will produce itself i don't need to it's worry all about that
1: Good. don't get stressed about tomorrow's problems today i'll gladly yeah, pay you tuesday for a bunch of hamburgers <laughs> today it's fine that's cool man but yeah christmas is good dude i like christmas I, i'm glad that this christmas is over if i can be 100% honest. It's going to be good to get back to their regular routine. We were supposed to have our youth leaders come over to the house on Wednesday for our after Christmas regifting party. And uh, I was, of course, shut down with sickness. So we're rescheduling that. So we're going to do that tomorrow night, Sunday night. And I think that'll be good. But uh, until then, you know, I'm ready to put the tree away and get back to life as normal. Bah humbug. But it's
0: only the fifth day. Well, we'll record it, so it's the fifth, sixth. It'll only be the seventh day of Christmas on Monday, so we got five yeah, more days.
1: I know swans are swimming and all that kind of stuff, but, <laughs> uh, but my my Latino heritage, my Puerto Rican half, doesn't celebrate Three Kings Day, which I think you know, if you're Puerto Rican, you got to celebrate Christmas for the next six weeks or something. It's like <laughs> it's like Santa Claus came out of the hole and saw his shadow.
0: Well, they you know Puerto Ricans, they're all about celebrating everything.
1: They clap when the plane lands. I don't understand. <laughs>
0: Yeah, man. All right. Let us know how your week was. We'd be more than happy to hear about that. Now, everything's a new segment because we've only done this once. So here's a new segment called My Favorite Things. Now, when anything bothers me and I'm feeling unhappy, I just try and think of nice things.
1: My favorite things.
0: All right. In favorite things, we'll pick a topic and then we'll talk about our favorite things from that topic like we could pick my favorite things from Batman versus Superman Dawn of Justice and the that end might be a, that might be a hard list to come up with Wonder Woman <laughs> was good in the movie she's but good But she in...
1: was not necessary in the movie I,
0: I, I, I know but she was good in it
1: Oh she, Gal Gadot's good in everything Yeah so I could I could watch a movie of Gal Gadot reading the phone book
0: they did it on Thirty Rock, where Tracy won his uh, Tony for doing his stand, his his show <laughs> right in the phone book.
1: I could watch Gal Gadot doing a one person movie about the life of Thomas Jefferson.
0: That would be interesting. So yeah. we'll, we'll we'll pick a topic and then we'll talk about some of our favorite things. If this segment ever makes a return, we'll just come up with a new segment every time, and then we'll never have to return to anything. That's right. It'll, then why would I spend all that time making? Done. Why would I spend all that time making a sounder for? Uh, a segment if we're only going to do it once that's a dumb idea
1: because you have the whole week off so you get nothing but free time nothing
0: but free i don't have a toddler to take care of it's great (laughs) (laughs) all right so we're going to do our favorite things from 2018 and there are some people in the world much My, my wife is one of them who they have a hard time coming up with favorites if i ask my wife what's your favorite anything she's paralyzed and doesn't know how to respond, because she doesn't have favorites. Tony is not that way. I am not that way. (laughs) We are very good at delineating. I enjoyed this more than anything else, and this is why. So, yeah. Here's some of our favorites.
1: That's that's interesting that you would assess me that way, because sometimes I do get a little bit afraid of committing. Because... I, I might have a favorite thing, but I don't want my favorite thing if it's the most popular thing to be my favorite that's thing.
0: That's all right. I'm, I'm okay with being basic and
1: having okay. my <laughs> favorite thing be the most popular <laughs> all thing. All right. So you say the most popular thing, and then I'll say the thing I actually like. Nah,
0: yeah, that's true. So... so, so, so. Your favorite movie from 2018.
1: And okay, so there's only one right answer to this, and yeah. it's Infinity War.
0: Yeah. Infin- okay, so other than Infinity War, is there a movie you also liked in 2018? A favorite oh. movie other than Infinity
1: War in 2018? That, that's tough, because Infinity War was so flippin' great. Infinity
0: War was great.
1: And, and I have a hard time remembering what movies came out in 2018. Uh-huh. Like, was, was Black Panther in 2018? Yeah, it was in April. Okay, so, May- no, Black Panther was in February, right?
0: Oh, it was in February, sorry, yeah.
1: Because uh, it was Black History yeah. Month.
0: And yeah, my Black, Panther Black Panther was
1: good, but there was, was a good. lot of movies I didn't see that probably would have been my favorite.
0: Yeah, that is also true. If it's not a Star Wars movie or a Marvel movie, I don't see it. So
1: okay, so- oh, Solo came Solo out this came year. Out. That was not my favorite.
0: Other than, I didn't like, more than Infinity War? Like, so you don't have a favorite movie other than Infinity War? <laughs>
1: I really, really liked Incredibles 2. Okay. Did you that see counts. Incredibles two? Not yet. We
0: own it. I haven't watched it yet.
1: Yeah, it was it was really good.
0: Okay, that's Gosh, a good
1: one. I, I feel like I need to cheat and look at my 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 dot com account. That's right, Moviesanywhere.com dot com, where you can put all of your digital films in one location. Tony, you've been benefiting my life. We've been
0: watching the Hobbit movies this holiday season and we've been watching them digitally because you told me I can take my old ultraviolet clothes and plug them into movies anywhere and potentially watch them.
1: It's a beautiful thing, isn't it?
0: It, it was. So, yeah. So other than Infinity War, How did I you really like Ready
1: Player One.
0: I haven't watched it yet. I haven't seen it.
1: I haven't watched it either. It's I, own on, it's it. On I H- haven't watched it.
0: It's on HBO Go now so I can watch it. Oh man. We should okay, sit and watch uh, it together, uh, Tony.
1: Can we can we do that? Is that weird?
0: Uh, no. <laughs> Maybe. I don't <laughs> No less weird than sharing our phone numbers with each other and texting each other when we've never actually met and we've only ever seen each other in a little box on each other's computer screens.
1: That's true. Uh, there, there's, these are some movies that I think would be my favorite movies. Isle of Dogs. Isle I haven't of dogs. seen that, it.
0: That's my that, – I was going to say that. Other than Infinity War, and I like Solo a lot and Black Panther. But I really liked Isle of Dogs. Isle of Dogs was great. It's a Wes Anderson movie, so going to love it.
1: I love Wes Anderson so much. Yeah. Did you ever see, I think, I, I don't know if I sent it to you or not, they did, what if Wes Anderson directed an X-Men movie?
0: Yeah, I think you sent that to me. Wonderful, wonderful. So yeah, are I'm, you, I'm, are I'm you seeing anything? anything?
1: Uh, yeah, I can see you, yes. No are,
0: no, are you seeing any any movies that you liked other oh. than Infinity War? <laughs>
1: like I can, no, Okay, no, I'm not, but there's so many that I haven't seen that just came out. I feel like uh, the Spider-Verse would have been on oh, my list. Oh, that was really good. I haven't seen it yet. And uh I feel I feel like Venom not on my list. <laughs> did you see Venom? I did see Venom. Huh. Because I I bought a I bought one of those pop vinyl, the Funko Pops, uh-huh. and it came with a free ticket to see Venom on oh, it.
0: All right. Well, there you go.
1: So, I I went to see it for free, and I'm glad it was free. Wasn't you great. You
0: got your money's worth. Not
1: not all I right. got so my money's worth.
0: That, that's a hard question because Infinity War was great. And I already know my favorite movie for 2019 will be Captain Marvel. So, no need to do this in a year.
1: You don't, you're don't. you not even going to go with Endgame. You're just going to go straight Captain, yeah, Captain Marvel.
0: Marvel. Well, Captain Marvel is going to be right. an Endgame. So, you know, maybe, maybe it'll be a tie for
1: first. Because they're only coming out. Can't seven even week- hold out hope for Star Wars Episode 9? Oh,
0: that's right. Episode 9. Ugh. I do have hope for Episode 9 because I liked The Last Jedi and I can live with that. All right. Yes. What was your favorite TV show from 2018, Tony?
1: Uh. <laughs> I know the right answer and I know my answer. It's not from 2018, but I discovered it in 2018. Okay. The show that I've gotten the most mileage out of is The Great British Bake Off.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Well, there's my good goodness I love that show. It, it is. I love that show, man. It is a tremendous show. Uh, one of my internet friends, Blake, I believe he's one of your internet friends too. He always shows himself. He's just baking up a storm because he watches that show. It's awesome.
1: It is awesome. Yeah. Steven came over last night and we we cooked out and uh, sat down to eat and I made him watch it for the first time. Oh, and he never watched he it. Like, he's never watched it. So, oh, he, so he watched. He's like, okay, I get it. I get yeah, it. It's great.
0: That that's a good um, one. I no, started watching that in 2017 though so that can't be my answer okay so what's your answer i probably watched in 2017 too but i'll say the good place i know it's on its third season but we're we're super into that that's the one show we we watch i mean because brooklyn Nine is not back yet but but the good place has been good to me
1: do you have any theological concerns about the good place do you ever go ah yeah, or no. do you just take it for
0: what it is it's it's entertainment and it's hilarious <laughs>
1: yeah i think it's got tremendously great characters let me just tell you how much what's her name Kristen bell yeah she's a delight eleanor shellstrop she is just a delight and ted danson way more charming than i ever remembered being on janet's
0: great janet's amazing and jason is florida trash is just
1: unbelievable and of course they, they have to make him from Florida because well, he's from Jacksonville. Why not? Do you
0: guys make fun of people from Jacksonville? Is we there a hierarchy really. to how you make fun of people in, in <laughs> Florida?
1: No man, glass houses, brother, we uh, don't throw rocks. That's true. We make fun of people from Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> Good yeah. one. Me too. Uh, okay. Okay. Another one, and oh, I don't yeah. know if it's it's a it's a streaming show, but to me it was it was brilliant. I, I I kind of one of my goals for this year was to finally get through all the Netflix Marvel shows, and Daredevil season three was a great way to close that out. Now that they've kind of canceled all of them, Daredevil season three was perfection. It was so great.
0: We are three seasons behind. We haven't watched Iron Fist, Luke Cage, or Daredevil season three. We are,
1: and. Iron Fist was better in the yeah. second season because they focused less on Iron Fist and more on <laughs> on Colleen and uh and uh gosh what's her name the one arm uh M- Misty 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 Knight and uh so Iron Fist was okay it was it was not as hard to get through and uh you said Luke Cage
0: Yeah I haven't watched season 2 of Luke Cage either
1: Luke Cage was good. It was it was it was not bad. It was a it had a really cool ending. If you're right. a cinephile, right. but um, but Daredevil made it all worth it. So good. All right.
0: Well, do you think those are all going to come back on Disney Plus in some manner or
1: another? Uh, maybe, but I I think they're holding out to see if you, Warner Brothers taints the water with like the, the, what they're putting out there because they're putting so much on their streaming service. Mm. We'll see. Do you have that the DC whatever, streaming? I I don't have it. No, no, yeah, no I don't no. even know that it's out yet. I, I probably won't get it.
0: Yeah, There's no, nothing
1: no. over there that makes me excited.
0: All right, what was your uh, favorite nerdy moment of all the nerdy moments from 2018?
1: Define moment, like for my, like a personal moment or no, like just
0: what? Like I, I meant more kind of in like pop culture, like just th- okay, because just something that like, happened. You're like that was so cool.
1: Like the Mars, like getting to see Mars in like 3D, sure. like live. That was really cool from from a nerd point. Um, my favorite nerdy moment, probably probably getting to play Spider-Man on the PlayStation oh, 4. Oh, yeah. I mean, just, it, it was exactly what I hoped it would be. It was perfect. Getting to be like actual feel like you're Spider-Man. So good. So good. And so good just true to the comics and and just great just, just goodness nice i i will
0: say no surprise it was the captain marvel trailer especially that <laughs> second one <laughs> getting to see her flying around in space blowing stuff up kind of like, like i think we talked about it it just it looks exactly like the comics yeah like i couldn't translate it better from the the page to the screen any better than what they have of her just spinning around and shooting stuff and blowing crap up it it was I'm so excited for that movie. I bought I bought the bo- both of the pops that they currently have of Captain Marvel. So I have the two that they have, and then there's a bunch more coming out, I think, like, on February 12th. So I'll have to pre-order all those. Cause...
1: Did um, Mystery Science Theater 3000, did that come out this year? Or, uh... I think it was later last year. Oh, it was year. last year. Yeah. yeah, that was a great thing. I'm glad they brought that back. I, don't, I guess if it was last year, I'm not going to talk about it. But... How dare you yeah. screw up our list. Sorry. This this
0: is a little more personal. What was your favorite ministry moment from 2018? Because there's a lot of... We could probably... It's probably more easy to identify the tough moments in ministry because those seem to happen a little more frequently. Uh, but what was kind of your favorite ministry moment? Like the top thing that happened for you this year in ministry?
1: Wow. Um that's, that's hard to nail down, but you know, a lot of, a lot of big things happened this year, you know, kind of moving from one level to another in my, my ministry license, you know, Mm -hmm. becoming a Bishop. I mean, I guess I don't know if that would make my favorite moment, but it was kind of a cool benchmark for me. Um, Honestly my favorite ministry moment happened uh outside of the context of oh, yeah? ministry it was when we were at the MegaCon uh-huh. the, the comic book convention and got to share Christ with some people down there you know led led a young man to the Lord right there in aisle 800 next nice. to a bunch of cosplayers and it was it was pretty cool i think that was something that i didn't expect mm. and and didn't see happening but there were and there was a bunch of little moments that happened like that throughout the week that um to, to me, that was great because it felt very pure and unproduced and unexpected. I thought that was that was my favorite ministry moment of the year.
0: That's awesome. We Our church celebrated its 40th anniversary in August, and so it was a ton of work leading up to it, just so much work. I was so busy for—it felt like the entire summer I was just busy the whole— so we're getting ready for this <laughs> big party in August, but we we had it on I don't know whatever August 27th or whatever that last Sunday in August was, and it w- it was great. It was a lot of it was a lot of fun. Our founding pastor came back. We had one big service outside, and y- y- you know you've done ministry enough, and anybody out there like any yeah, yeah. any time you put a bunch of work into something and then see it come to fruition, that's that's pretty great. So that was yeah. a <clears throat> that was a lot of fun just to be able to celebrate that and have just so many people there. Excited for what's next And it really sort of felt like Kind of a it, it feels like we're in a reboot stage Of our church Of just kind of like Trying to figure out what's next Like we got through everything And now Alright what what What's what's next Like we finished these 40 years what's, what's up for the next decade So it's been That's been a lot of fun At church recently Just sort of feeling that excitement For what's next
1: How long have you been at the church?
0: I've been there for uh, Twelve
1: years now. So you, you own a big part of that forty years.
0: Yeah, no, I've yeah, I've been around for a lot of it. And especially my new role. Just I've I feel I've I've been empowered to have more influence. So that's that's, cool. that's been exciting too. That that was a great part too, realizing my role and, and kind of how I've been empowered to, to do some stuff. So, so yeah. Do you
1: have family members of the church that have been there from day one?
0: Uh yeah, we have some people at the church who've been there. We had I that's cool two or three couples yeah who've been around since the first day That's just, awesome. That's yeah. really cool. That like must have they, been
1: exciting for them.
0: Yeah, they, like they were there. We did a we did a big kind of timeline thing on one of our back walls that people could sign when they came. And so I was talking to Neva, she's one of the ladies who've been there. I'm like, "I'm sorry Neva, like there's not that much space. I think you actually came here before cuz there were small groups that started before the church was actually organized." And so, you just gotta, got to got get got to get your name in there Neva. There's just like a little space for you. Because oh, we were that's actually cool. here in 1977 when the
1: first small group started. That's really awesome, man. Yeah. That's That must be fun. We, I, This is going to sound dumb. Uh, I'm not trying to be competitive or anything like that. But <laughs> this year we did our church's 104-year anniversary. Uh, that's which, not even so a round number. <laughs> Yeah, uh, no, you know, just like, but we, we, if we did a timeline, we wouldn't have anybody that yeah. could uh, sign up. The lady who was our church's historian, she's kind of been around since the, the beginning of the modern iteration of our church in the 1940s. She passed away this year, oh. but she gave me all of her photo albums and oh, documentation wow. and all the things that she had. And uh, she was the one who kind of was the keeper of the torch. So um, I, I guess... I guess that's me now. <laughs> I don't know she gave it to me. So uh it, but it was it was uh, sad to see her go, but it was cool to see how much stuff and legacy she had from the past. That is awesome. Yeah.
0: All right, last of
1: our favorites from 2018. What was your favorite family moment from 2018, Tony? Oh. That's tough, man, cuz I, I don't enjoy my family that much. <laughs> so, um no, that's not. That's not true. Um, you, you know, we've done a couple little things this year, but, but just a, a couple weeks ago, we drove up to North Carolina to yeah. officiate a wedding, and that was a really great moment. Like I, I, driving up and 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 experiencing like a snowy North Carolina winter, it was really cool. It was a, a different environment. It was kind of a force break from all of our day to day stuff, and it was yeah. it was a it was a neat thing. I enjoyed that. That was that was pretty awesome.
0: That's fine. What about you guys, man? Uh, probably, I was thinking in July... So last year at this time, we were recording a podcast about The Incredible Hulk, and I was in Boston. Okay. And so this year, I'm not in Boston because my sister and her family moved back to California. Praise Jesus.
1: That's awesome.
0: And so in July... Excuse me. We, we all went to Disneyland together. So it was me and Claire and Alicia... And Stacy and, and her two daughters, Naomi and Leilani. And we all got to go to Disneyland together. And that was just so much fun. I mean, because Disneyland's the happiest place on earth. It's great. I love Disneyland. Clara, we have a friend who works there, so Clara's gotten to go three times in That's her cool. short life. And so it was just so much fun to see all the cousins hanging out and running around and just having fun and going on rides. And I mean there, you know, Alicia took Clara on Dumbo because Clara loves Dumbo and she was just so <laughs> excited we were just sitting there hanging out on Main Street, waiting for the fire. Where, I mean, it was it, it was a great, great day. I mean, sure there were meltdowns and tantrums because it's Disneyland. Because it's have a Disney, kids, yeah. But it, it was it was it was a lot of fun.
1: One of my favorite family moments, and I guess it rolls up into a ministry moment. Is this this year we took our first missions trip together as a family, oh, yeah. which was kind of cool. We got to go to Columbia and my wife and my son got to go and it was really an amazing experience for all of us. My son turned 16 while we were in Columbia and oh, nice. uh, the, the people in the community put a, a party together for him. It was a big Colombian dance party. It was really special, really, really amazing. That was, uh, that was an awesome week for us. That was a, a great ministry and family moment that, that I'm great. thankful for. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking
0: forward to that. All right, those are some of our favorite moments from 2018. Let us know what yours were. We would love to hear that, especially if you have a favorite movie other than Infinity War, because apparently that question <laughs> stumped the crap out of us.
1: Now, I just haven't seen any movies this I, past couple I weeks, man. It's going to be Into the Spider-Verse. I know it. It's, I can it, feel it. Real, it's
0: really good. Chris Pine is one of the Spider-Men, and he's really good as Spider-Man. Like Chris it,
1: Pine. Which one is he? Oh, is he noir?
0: Uh, no, he's kind. He's he's Miles Morales's universe's Spider-Man, and he's oh, okay. He's really good as Spider-Man. Like, hey, that guy's voice is sexy because <laughs> I love <laughs> Chris Pine. All right, now let's have a little Bible study.
1: Bible study.
0: All right. In Bible study, we select a passage of scripture and just reflect on a little bit because uh, Tony and I are both pastors. So we, that's what we do in our lives. And even when people don't want to hear what we have to say about the Bible, we <laughs> share it with them anyway. I simply asked where I should have for breakfast. I didn't need you to unpack Isaiah 40. <laughs> I'm, s- I'm sorry, I'll do my best So today we're looking at Matthew 2, 1-12 And this is what it says After Jesus was born in Bethlehem in Judea During the time of King Herod Magi from the east came to Jerusalem and asked Where is the one who has been born King of the Jews? We saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him When King Herod heard this, he was disturbed And all Jerusalem with him When he had called together all the people's chief priests And teachers of the law, he asked them Where the Messiah was to be born
1: Presents. <laughs> gold. Gold. Shiny. I love gold. I love gold. Uh, I'm from Hawaii. Pancakes. That's weird. <laughs> they brought a smoke pan- smoking a pancake. Um, <laughs> they, they were they... so relevant.
0: <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah.
1: Um, That's it, an interesting passage. What version were you reading, by the way? That was the NIV niv i was an esv they were Mm. they they lined up pretty well um it's interesting to me because i I like the presence and i I heard someone talking about this so i did a little research on like the significance of those three Mm presents. and and you're way smarter than i am so like what what's your understanding of the significance of gold and frankincense and myrrh um let's see gold uh, it's something about like Jesus
0: worth. It was also money so they could escape to Egypt. Yeah. Uh, the frankincense was kind of the idea of Jesus divine nature of kind of mm-hmm. like the incense that they would burn in the temple um, for God. And the yeah. myrrh was kind of foreshadowing, potentially foreshadowing his death because it had been used in embalming.
1: Yeah, and and they even say that I think later on when when they're preparing his body they use myrrh to do it. Uh-huh. But myrrh also was used in anointing in the anointing oil when they would anoint someone as king mm. or priest as like a high priest. They would use the myrrh for mm. the, the anointing. It's so significant that it's not uh, like just this random thing of we just brought you silver and yeah. you know the pines of Lebanon or or anything like that. They didn't just bring him random it's things. The cedars of, of Lebanon. Yeah, well, whatever. Well, you know, <laughs> you, we were talking about Chris Pine, and <laughs> it's the Hems of Lebanon. Just <laughs> I, have brought, I have brought you the Pratt of uh, of Egypt. Uh, yeah. So so it's just uh, it's it's interesting to me that their significance and intentionality and yeah. in what they brought, mm-hmm. and again, like these aren't Jewish. People. These guys came from like Persia or yeah. something like that, right? Like they're not people who necessarily would have been inclined to knowing uh, or or being inherently loyal to the Jewish scriptures. Yeah, and and they still came in with appropriate and prophetic and you know relevant things to to, to identify Jesus's status and his position as a baby is is pretty impressive and pretty significant and I think to me it excites me because no matter where you're coming from if you're seeking truth you're going to end up at Jesus uh, no matter what your point of origin is if you're mm-hmm. if you're genuinely diligently seeking for truth you're going to find the word of God and it's going to point you straight to Christ yeah. because he is the truth
0: yeah good word good word I'm always interested in the fact that just kind of how like, culture influences scripture, and, and this like this isn't a negative thing, but it's just a thing, but when we talk about the magi or the wise men, we always think, oh, there's three wise men. Well, the scripture yeah. doesn't say that there <laughs> were three wise men. No. It says that there were at least two, because there were multiple, and we assume there were three because there were three gifts in the song the Three Wise Men, but there could have been you know a whole gaggle of them
1: and then, well and they and they're more likely would have been because how stupid would it have been yeah. to travel across the desert with rich stuff yeah you can't if there's just travel only 3, three of three you dudes, yeah. you're going to get jumped son
0: yeah and and so just little things like that you know then... where you are
1: you in the hood now <laughs> this is bethlehem baby
0: and the fact that they're always present there in the nativity scenes of the birth of christ but Jesus was probably two years old at this point or closer to that. He was more of a toddler than an infant when the Magi showed up. And so, just little things like that, where, you know, our culture, and I'm fine with having the Magi in your nativity scene and singing Three Kings. (laughs) Like, that's totally great. Whatever. But just the idea that, when we really dive into scripture, there's more there than what so, we just, so the cultural let me, assumptions let me pause we you there,
1: because you, you, you justify that, or, or you know, validate your, your statement there, just because there might not be everybody who understands or has ever not made the assumption that there was three wise men or that they showed up on Christmas night. So what are the, the context clues in this passage of scripture that would lead you to say that's, that's an, not a sound assumption? You said he's two years old. Um, why?
0: Um, oh, why do I know that?
1: so it comes
0: comes from when herod has every child every boy two years old or under has them killed so if jesus was six months old because the magi would have told him oh we saw this star about two years ago and so herod then says well any boy under two years old they need to be killed sure so that's how we know that Jesus, you know, they weren't present there at the the birth of Christ. And, and there could have been three, but we just don't know it. We just make that right. assumption because that's what's in the song. That's the number of gifts. But the scripture never says.
1: And because they named them in some, like, Christmas movie or something like, well, this is Balthazar yeah. and this is... Yeah, uh, and I get it. Now again, I'm not trying to put you on the oh, spot, yeah, no, no. but just some people may be hearing this for the very first time yeah. and they don't necessarily inherently know it. Also I'm glad there, I knew an the impl- answer. <laughs> That's what yeah, I'm no, good. I, w- <laughs> I was ready to tag in and help you, but like it, I, I knew you knew it. But uh, like the same thing with they don't necessarily go to the uh, the manger. They don't yeah. go to the cave or the, the you know, the the in the dwelling where they were, they go to a house yeah. uh, where the child was. Yeah, this Jesus, is a more permanent they, residence. They, they
0: find some they found some places. Stay, yeah and yeah so yeah so just little i mean again i'm fine with all the it's like yeah whatever sing we three kings and have the wise men in your nativity scene but just i love the fact that if we just dig a little deeper into scripture it just paints a, a, a different picture and often a, it's a better picture when we dig deeper and have those contextual clues yeah um what about uh, what what convicts you in this passage tony
1: ah uh, uh does everything have to convict me no No, you know, I think the thing is this, like, sometimes we have this
0: challenges and, you know, whatever.
1: There's, there's an exclusivity, I think, to like, this is, this is Jesus. This is our thing. But right from the get go, uh, you know, even though we know that he was sent to Mm. the, to the lost sheep of Mm -hmm. Israel, you know, we know that he was sent to the, the, to fulfill the promise to Abraham and to, to God's chosen people. We see before the message as it goes to the shepherds out in the field and as he's born in in the city of david the the same message is made available to people that are from outside of yeah. the, of, of the inner circle mm-hmm. and that's exciting to me is that right from the beginning, the message has been consistent and and the apostle Paul obviously takes this ball and runs with it is that this is not. A members-only thing. This is really a message. I do have two
0: members-only jackets.
1: That's because you are stuck in 1984. (laughs) Uh, No, but I think that I think that to me, like I I love that these guys could still come and find and Mm -hmm. worship Jesus. And I'm not trying to create some kind of pantheistic or like you know, all roads lead to whatever you call. I mean, I'm not pulling an Oprah theology thing here, but. But again, ultimately, if you're seeking truth, you will find Christ, and yeah. and it's I'm making a very important delineation there that you will find Christ, not that like you will find God or the answer or <laughs> all roads just lead to the same place. <laughs> or I mean, see Christ, I yeah, exactly. You'll find Christ. Christ is the way. But if you really are looking for truth, you will find Christ.
0: Yeah, and I think that's what always convicts me about the Magi is that. The, the effort and intention they put in to search for Christ, I mean, they traveled hundreds of miles, invested lots of money. Like, it wasn't an easy journey. I mean, oh, yeah. it took a lot of effort. I mean, it took over two years. They were planning on this, and they they did it. They went. They traveled. And, you know, they traveled hundreds of miles to see Jesus, and Jesus and invites it, me to spend time with him. And I'm like, well, I would have to carve out a half hour of my time. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. you know how busy I am, Jesus doing stuff for you. I I, I can't do that, and so oh, that wow. that always convicts me in this story. Well, the,
1: now I am convicted. Great, oh, no. the
0: effort <laughs> they went to in order to be with Jesus, and I cannot often make even the you know. A small percentage of that effort, a fraction of that effort, in order to spend time with Jesus, and look, I don't, it, I don't have it, to travel 200 miles. I have to just sit anywhere in a chair.
1: The flip side of that is not the effort they took to make it to Jesus, the took the the sacrifice that they made to leave him and not go back to Herod. Like they had to go out of their way mm-hmm. and basically go become refugees or, or become fugitives from until they could get back to their their home. Yeah. Because the king would have been sort displeased if... Well, you know, know. a
0: guy who has a bunch of infants murdered probably isn't super stable. (laughs) Gonna go out on a limb and say that. So yeah, every time I read this story, I think, oh my gosh, they traveled hundreds of miles in order to see Jesus, and I literally have to go anywhere in my life and I can be with Jesus. I'm like, ah, no, that's cool. I'll I'll catch you tomorrow or on Sunday. We're close enough to Sunday. I'll, I'll see you tomorrow.
1: See you then. Yeah. yeah,
0: and and last, what is something that you think could encourage some you, you you've been sharing encouraging things all the time already, Tony. For for the folk out there listening,
1: give him what you have. You know, give him what you have. And, and to me, like that's what they do. They they brought their best for him. Mm-hmm. They brought their best for him to give him that position of lordship in in their lives. Um, what what riches you have it belongs to him and the the you know we talk about the frankincense you know as used in worship what worship you have give him the the worship that is uh Parallel to his worth in your life, and then uh, if he is your priest, he is your go-between with God. If he is your anointed one, if he is your sacrifice, you know, make that part of something. Put put some skin in the game. You know, don't just let him be the Lord over mm. there. Mm-hmm. Uh, make your own investment. Find what what do you have to contribute to it. You know, today was uh, this year. It was the first year that my son has really had a, a job uh, where he has some income, and it's not much, but he he has some income. Well, and we're pastors.
0: I, we know what it's like not to have much income. <laughs> absolutely.
1: But he's 16 years old, and he's got a little bit of an income, and this year I was really surprised because on Christmas Day, he brought out of his room wrapped presents for my wife and I, Aww. and he's never done that before. He's never bought me a present. My sons mm. never bought me a present, and and he did, and I thought that was really amazing That's because awesome. he because he had something to give, he he gave it, and I, I think what whatever you have to give, show that you care by giving it by you know laying it at the Lord's feet and and by making it available to Him. It's a simple thing, but you know if you have it, don't hold it back. Give yeah. it to Christ.
0: And, and one of the things, in, kind of in their search, and just even we see with Herod, is that knowing knowing the scriptures means so much yeah. in order to understand who Jesus is and where to find him, that Herod... Again, Herod doesn't know the scriptures because he's a bad no. guy. So he has to he's go to like, teachers Google this real yeah. quick. Well, hey. Where's
1: that child supposed to be born? Let, Meanwhile, well, these Persians across the world are like, ooh, a star. I know what this means. Let's
0: not knock people who Google Bible versus Tony. <laughs>
1: no, no, no. You can <laughs> Google anything. No, no, no. But he didn't know it. And yeah. he's the king. He's, yeah. he's the top guy.
0: Yeah. And so just the idea that, you know the scriptures pointed to Jesus. And the only reason that the Magi knew about Jesus is because the Israelites had been in captivity for 70 years in Babylon and that those stories and those scriptures had been passed down to them. And that's why they were able to read it and like, Hey, like, this is awesome. Like, let's find this King who was supposed to be born to the Jews. And so just how important it is to know, know God's word because, you know, I'm I'm a Baptist, so I'm super in love with God. I know you love God's word, too. But just, you know, like, as a Baptist... But like not,
1: it's... not like a Baptist does, no. <laughs> no you guys, it, it you guys really... You're like the, the super Saiyans of loving God's <laughs> word. I get it. I get it. You love God's word and you love building projects.
0: <laughs> we haven't had one for a while. No, that's a lie. We had one last year. Um... <laughs> but just knowing God's word and, and like...
1: I'm a Pentecostal. We love binding Satan in the name of Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> that's our favorite. <laughs> uh, Have you banned Satan
0: today? No, nah, we did it yesterday, but we, we <laughs> we'll see what happens tomorrow.
1: <laughs> I got spiritual zip ties in Jesus name. Um <laughs> what- one of the things I, I know that's it's, it's off. I'm so sorry for no. doing this to you. One of the things that was that, that's interesting to me is is leadership, good leadership and bad leadership and we all have leadership in our lives, but one of the things that's that's curious to me is when the the wise men come in, when the magi come in, they say, "Hey, this thing happened. Herod is troubled and all of Jerusalem is troubled with him." Mm-hmm. And I think that there's there's sort of a as the head goes, the body will follow, and I think that if it would have been a celebration, if it would have been a worship, all of Jerusalem would have been reacting with herod they would have been prepared and ready to receive but because of his troubled nature because of his uh poor reception of it as leaders we have to be aware of what we show what we communicate what we speak and what we live it's going to be reflected in the attitudes and actions of our people as well so
0: yeah, my, my youth pastor always called it when we were at camp, he called it the the oh boy attitude, that if we're oh boy about everything, like, oh boy, I'm so excited, then our students will follow. And if we're like, this is stupid, this is lame, I don't want to do this, then our students would fall right in line yeah. with
1: the rest of us. So let's be oh boy about Jesus.
0: I'm always oh boy about Jesus. Especially when I'm thinking, oh, boy, I should spend time with them because it's been a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So let us know what you Take a look at uh, Matthew 2, chapter, or Matthew 2, 1 through 12. 12. Let us know what you think. And if you are totally blown away by the fact that the Magi were not present at the birth of Christ and that there were not necessarily three of them, it's okay. Your faith isn't crumbling. It's, it's okay. I can to... hear the
1: reshuffling of nativity scenes happening all across the country. <laughs> Somebody's and like throwing parts their of magi Canada.
0: against the wall like porcelain magi are shattering. <laughs> you get out of
1: here. <laughs> it's like, just put the magi in there and call it like nativity, the special edition. It's like Job of the Hutt wasn't in my magi. George Lucas says he was there the whole time. Yeah, so. What's
0: up with that CG size noodles? I don't like this that, at all.
1: That's all I'm saying. And, and you know, the, the, it was the shepherd's shot first. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Ah, that's definitely enough time for the Christian Nerd of Godcast, because we've been talking for six minutes longer than everybody else has heard us.
1: That's right. That's Behind okay. the curtain.
0: So uh, you can get in touch with us in all sorts of ways, mostly on the internet. You can go to the thechristiannerd.com to check out all your Christian nerd stuff. you can or go you to, the, can nerd go to God- the Nerd of Godcast.
1: Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Hey, it's my, my time. <laughs> <laughs> it's my time. Tony, I asked
0: if you wanted to captain the ship today, and you said I should do it
1: that's because i wanted to see if you could at six o'clock in the morning you you have done well sir except for that first not <laughs> it, it recording It took a part. while to
0: get going but now the coffee's <laughs> in my system and i'm not still wiping the sleepies out of my eyes so i'm
1: doing if, all right if, if people want to find out about the amazing and incomparably high quality production and ministry of Scott Higa and The Christian Nerd, <laughs> they can go check out the com. Or if you want to see my stuff, which is but a crude imitation, uh, you can go to nerdofgodcast.com. I
0: haven't listened to your show from the mo- your most recent episode yet. I feel badly, but I'm going to get it's 2 hours long, so I got to I got to have some time to commit to it.
1: We put it out on Christmas Day, so we figured most people probably haven't listened to yeah, it yet. Yeah,
0: we'll, we'll get around to it. But you yeah. should listen to Tony's show. I'm not just And you should listen that. to
1: Scott's show.
0: I really, I don't, in all honesty, I don't listen to that many podcasts. But I well, I listen to one podcast that takes up most of my podcasting time. But I do listen to Tony's show every single time, so you should check it out. Thank you. Where can people follow you on Twitter, Tony.
1: Well, they can find me personally at It's Me, Tony T, and they can find the Nerd of Godcast at Nerd of Godcast on Twitter and all across the other social media platforms. How about
0: you, Scott? Oh, you can follow me at Scott Higa or at Christian underscore nerd, and you can listen to this show on either feed. If you really love us, download it on both. That'd be
1: great. That is the right thing to do, you guys. It
0: is. You, You should do that.
1: And also leave reviews and stuff like that. Say, hey, we love this show, and we love this show, and here's stars. We're throwing them at you five at a time.
0: And tell your friends about it. Yes. Do you feel awkward when people – I was – I I shared this on my show on Friday, but I was at church with one of my friends, and – he's got like a nine-year-old friend and he's like yeah you should like this is my friend scott like he's got a podcast all about video games and nerdy stuff and everything and like i always get so uncomfortable when people are talking about the christian nerd just because i don't want to be a self-promoting you know a face and it's mm-hmm. just like ah, i don't want to this makes me feel so weird do you feel that way are you all about are you a carnival barker just I, shouting I'm- it from the rooftops <laughs>
1: I don't mind telling people when it's appropriate, oh, okay. but it is a little weird having people kind of talk about it. Like, oh, yeah, we do this thing, and then I completely forget what we do. Like, oh, <laughs> just, you look it up. And, uh. So there's a guy named Jonathan Schoen. You know who he is? No. Yeah, he is at Christian Nerd with no underscore. Yeah, I hate that guy. He's got three followers and one tweet, yeah, and he needs... He we we need to get him gone.
0: I know. I real. I that's that's why I'm Christian underscore nerd because that guy that has guy. had Christian nerd for
1: ever. Okay, well while we're complaining, there's a guy named um Anthony Lee Tolbert and Anthony Lee Tolbert has the T-O-N-Y-T on Twitter, which is the one that I want. That's what I am on everything else except for Twitter. Anthony Lee Tolbert and your 26 followers, move on, son. When's the last time he tweeted? Last tweet of his 117 tweets. I can't see because his tweets are protected. Apparently, they're pure gold. Ugh.
0: Have your tweets open, unless you're a lady. Then have those things shut down. You don't, you, don't, you don't want to invite that into your life.
1: Anthony Lee Tolbert, hand it over, buddy. Hand, hand it, it over. over.
0: All right, that's it for this episode of the Christian Nerdy Podcast. We will be <laughs> back again probably in two weeks because people seem to like this. So until then, uh, goodbye, Tony. Yeah,
1: good- <laughs> goodbye, Scott.
0: Goodbye, Internet. Talk about how it's uh, a—it's kind of a golden age for Chris's in the world because they're all named Chris and they're all so attractive.
1: Chris Pratt, Chris Pine, Chris Chris Hemsworth, Hemsworth.
0: Chris Evans. It's a beautiful time to be alive. So many Chris.